And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Me and Brandon Sprague coming in hot. Travis Thomas here, Brandon Sprague, produced by super producer Zach Kroll. Yes, we're loud, and that's how we talk. <laughs> right right as I'm going to point out that something was playing loud in my ear, right as I'm explaining back to the futures. Here we go. Let's start it. We come in hot, man. No other show on this entire network. I feel comfortable saying this, Brandon. Is shot out of a cannon, quite like us, my friend. And listen, week seven in the NFL was shot out of a cannon as well. As always here on Back to the Futures, we like to first stay in the present. Let's look at what happened in week seven. And then we hop in the DeLorean and we go back to the futures and we look ahead for the week to come in the NFL and college as well. Uh, Brandon, I want to start with the biggest game on Sunday to me that left a real impression on me. And it was the Bengals going into the big crab cake in Baltimore and beating the hell out of the Ravens. 41-17. It wasn't shocking to me to see the Bengals win the game, but in the way in which they won, Brandon, I did not see that coming at all. Yeah, Travis, it's it's hard for me to pick another game that I would say a team impressed me more in. Um, Cincinnati to come in there and do that to Lamar Jackson, who's still having an MVP season. Baltimore's defense, I mean, if you go back and watch, there was a game when Joe Burrow played at Baltimore last year prior to the injury. It was his worst game as a rookie. It was raining. Baltimore's defense was causing havoc all around him. He had one of his worst days of his career, probably the worst. And so I didn't see this coming. Like, if you told me Cincinnati covered, okay. But I didn't see Cincinnati winning 41 to 17 and just outright beating down Baltimore. And I'll tell you, Joe Burrow, really good. Jamar Chase, easily the offensive rookie of the year so far. To me, though, the story of this game, Travis, is defense. Cincinnati's defense caused a lot of trouble for that Baltimore offense that's really tough to prepare for. And to watch them give the offense so many chances to convert that to touchdowns. I thought if you were a Bengals fan today, you've got to feel the best of any fan base. Obviously, winning teams, continuing to win feels great. But that Cincinnati Bengals team, man, to put that together that way and win in Baltimore in that fashion, super impressive. Has to be the highlight of the weekend. Yeah, I completely agree. And I got to tell you something. You didn't really gloss over it with Joe Burrow. You mentioned him. But I don't think you're giving this guy enough props because I'm going to tell you right now, Sprager, if you look at the Bengals next week, they go to New York and take on the Jets. It looks like, look, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on Back to the Futures, and it looks like that guy's going to be out significant time. And even if Zach Wilson played, would it matter? They're going to beat the Jets the same way they beat the Ravens' ass. And I'm going to tell you, at that point, you have to start really thinking. Uh, they'll be 6-2 and two at that point. You have to start thinking about Joe Burrow as maybe an MVP candidate, the way he's playing. I mean, think about this, Sprager. He's sitting there now at plus 5,000. You mean to tell me you're not willing to sprinkle a little something, something on Joe Burrow? Because the way the Bengals are playing right now and the way he's playing specifically, this team is on a fast track to the playoffs. And you get that franchise back coming off an injury, back on track, back to winning ways that maybe they haven't seen since ever. I mean, I think, and the numbers 
could support it as well. I think you're looking at a dark horse for the MVP, Sprague. Do you think I'm overstating that? No, I think the odds you just gave us right there, I mean, that that to me is worthy of, of, of throwing down a couple bucks on that, just on the out, you know, outlying chance that Cincinnati not only just makes the playoffs, let's not overlook the fact they could win this division, right? Like, you just be Baltimore like that. Why am I going to think you can't do it again? Why am I going to think you're not going to succeed against Pittsburgh when you play them again or beat Cleveland like I think they deserve to be in the divisional odds. Uh, and if they can get to that point, no doubt Joe Burrow with those stats is going to find himself right in the mix of the NFL MVP. I think that category anyway is the toughest thing to bet. I mean, you really can't tell me who is going to win the league MVP right now. You can say Kyler. I, I could respond with Dak. I think you could throw, you could point to Tom Brady who had another monster game. Like there's, there's too many dudes right now. Nobody has separated themselves. You've got like, a ton of greatness going on in the National Football League. But to the MVP odds you mentioned with Burrow, absolutely would be worth uh, throwing down a couple. Him and Derrick Henry. I know Derrick Henry didn't have that monster game like he normally has. But I think Derrick Henry doing what he's done with Tennessee, where, where they're at, and their win today, those are two dudes I would look at with maybe dark horse MVP odds that I'd be willing to throw down a couple bucks on. Don't look now, but the Chiefs are under 500. I, I mean, they just got annihilated by the Titans. And the scariest part of this game was watching Patrick Mahomes getting folded in half. Now, uh, early reports are that he's going to be okay, but it did not look good. And they went on uh, to just just get annihilated, as I said, by Thanos, a.k.a. Derrick Henry and the Titans. Uh, so I'll ask you first about the Titans because it's two weeks in a row now that they've had big wins like this. And then uh, juxtaposed to that, the Chiefs are going nowhere fast, and who knows about Mahomes' health, Sprague? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Tennessee, if you're not pointing to Cincinnati, you're pointing to Tennessee, and boy, they really impressed me today, right? How many people have at five to five and a half? How many people bet the over? I'll raise my hand. I was one of them that thought this game was going to go well into the 60s, and I got it at 57 and a half. Well, well, well on the under in this game at 27 to three. I, I didn't know, Travis, that Kansas City wasn't going to score a touchdown on a secondary that's playing like practice squad players because everybody is injured. Yeah. Um, that was the most puzzling one. I know everybody's pointing to the back-to-back -back wins. Buffalo, it's really good. Kansas City, obviously, is always great when you beat them. But Kansas City, if we're being honest, they're having a down year. Buffalo, I mean, you're a player to – they were a yard away from, mm -hmm. from being able to win that game. How many times are they able to execute that if they run it 10 times? Good start by, by Tennessee. I still am not buying them as legit AFC title contending players. Yeah. And as far as the Chiefs, now, you know, we'll see what happens with Mahomes. But I got to tell you, I look around at that division. Do you think the Chiefs make a push and come back and win the division? Do you like the Chargers? Or are you with me? Because I think the Vegas Raiders may win this division. Now, here are the odds for this now. Raiders are at plus 330. Chargers at plus 100 and the Chiefs at plus 230. So, I, I mean, to me, if you're with me and you think the Raiders can do it, that's great value at plus 330. I guess if Mahomes is upright, you still have to give the Chiefs a real shot to figure it out and, and win it at plus 230. And then the Chargers right now, the favorites. Who do you like to win the AFC West? Well, it certainly doesn't give you the most value. Your Raiders pick would do that. But I, I think I'm going to go with the one that I pointed to preseason. And I said, hey, their odds are kind of long. 
I know it's hard to see this coming out and, and happening this way because of how dominant Mahomes and Kansas City have been. Right. But the L.A. Chargers, to me, I thought were going to take a step. And if there was a dark horse, I liked them the most. Denver's clearly a fraud. The thing with the Raiders, I'm not ready to count the Chiefs out yet either. But the thing with the Raiders that I just push back a little bit on, they have this weird ability to sometimes not show up or to kind of have some letdown spots where they're up and then suddenly they go cold offensively or they give up a big play defensively. Now, I know Gruden's gone, but there's, there's an element of that team having that in them that terrifies me, whereas at least the Chargers have been kind of in one-score games like they were last year, but last year they went winless this right. year for the winning. And so I, despite the odds not being in their favor necessarily, I'll still take the Chargers to win this division. I'm going to go Raiders, and here's why. I, I hear you when you say they, they have these letdown moments in these big spots, these letdown spots. But like to they me, shouldn't have won that Dolphin game, Travis. They really shouldn't have. I agree, but I will say this about the Raiders. You know, the biggest letdown spot that they could have had was all the mess that happened with their head coach. They run him out of town, and I kept my eye on them at that moment because I said, okay, I'm not going to bet them this week for or against because we've seen it in the history of sports particularly football, when there are distractions, when there are things that happen uh, that no one saw coming that are major in the middle of the season. Sometimes that next week, a team can galvanize, come together, use that as motivation and play up that next week, and then they kind of come back down to earth. But sometimes the bottom falls out immediately. And yeah. so I kept my eyes on them. They win that week, uh, the Denver game. Then I thought this was a spot where maybe – it would all catch up to them. The bottom would fall out against Philly. They dominated Philly. So to me, the bye week's at the perfect time for the Raiders. They can regroup as a group, come out of that bye week, and they're going to be gangbusters. They go to New York, to the Meadowlands, to play the Giants. They're going to win that game. Then they host Kansas City. That's the division to me. I know the Chargers are in there. I get it. But they play the Chargers to end the regular season. By the way, that game in Vegas, the Raiders are going to win this division. The timing of their season is perfect. They they weathered the storm with Gruden. They get the bye week at a perfect time. Then they get an easy game coming out of that bye to keep the momentum going. And then the big boys, Chiefs at home that following week. I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Raiders. Travis, let me ask you about Mahomes because I think aside from like the positives and the teams that maybe impressed you, I think the big thing that you take and now their quarterback has gotten hurt because even before that injury, he was pretty bad today. Yeah, he threw some bad interceptions. He's turned the ball over already more than he did all of last year. I think as a team, they've had more turnovers than they did all of last year. Like they, there is clearly something wrong. I don't, I don't think we can, I don't think we can no longer say you know, the Chiefs are going to become the Chiefs Keep waiting every single week. We think this is going to happen, and it's just not, right? So at some point, we have to conclude that this is clearly not, not the Chiefs team we've seen in years past. Now he's injured, and I, I just wonder, like, they already haven't been covering the number for most of this season. Right. Like, how do you gauge the Chiefs on the open market? Like, you still put them in that Super Bowl category? You still put them in the AFC championship category? Like, I don't want to dismiss them completely. But I also can't avoid seeing what I've seen, and that's pretty inconsistent, bad play on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't, I'm not thinking anything Super Bowl or anything big picture right now with the Chiefs. 
from a gambling standpoint. To be honest with you, uh, I'm going week to week. I mean, I'm I'm going to the typical cliche of we're just taking this one game at a time. That's what the Chiefs are. If I'm betting them, uh, I'm certainly not thinking about a Super Bowl future or AFC future. Um, maybe I guess you could you could think AFC West future if you think you know, hey, this is a, a good value play right now at plus 230. I think they'll uh, rectify it and right the ship and get back on track. But, I mean, yeah. you look ahead to their schedule, man. Uh, it's a lot of prime time. It's a lot of Aaron Rodgers, Dallas, uh, of course, the Chargers, Pittsburgh, uh, at Cincy. I mean, they have some monster games. Well, yeah, uh, where, like, Travis, yep. l- let, me, let me throw in there, too. Like, let's play that game, right? Like, Maybe Mahomes plays next weekend, and there's, this really is kind of a moot point. But next week, we're at the Giants for Monday Night Football. If you don't have Mahomes, I really do think that Giant defense could beat them. Like, their offense with Mahomes today scored three points against a banged-up mash unit in Tennessee. I don't know if you're really going to be on a bad quarterback for Kansas City going against decent defense in New York and dropping points. If he misses multiple games, you have Giants, Packers, Raiders, Cowboys. Those are already at three and four. Like, that's kind of my point. At what juncture of their city do you look and go, maybe we need to be concerned if Kansas City Chiefs are even going to make this? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you should be hitting the panic button immediately because, uh, you know, (laughs) they can't stop any. It's an extension of the Super Bowl. When we saw Tampa just destroying Patrick Mahomes, that's exactly what's happening all season long for them. Uh, they got a bunch of problems there. So if you're betting them, you better go week to week because any of your futures right now is in jeopardy. Now, there's a big game on Thursday night uh, with the Packers and the Cardinals. Both of those teams won in week seven and looked very impressive doing it. Right now, Arizona opens as favored uh, by minus three and a half. Early look at that game. Who do you like? Are you laying the points with the Cardinals or do you like the Packers on the road? Because I think I'm laying the points with the Cardinals. No chance. I think Green Bay beats Arizona. Arizona's going to suffer their worst loss. Give me Green Bay with the hook all day. I think we have a couple. We have a couple in bet, uh, in in show bets here. I like the AFC West. I like the Raiders. You like the Chargers. And then on that Thursday nighter, prime time big stage you like the Packers to go into the desert and beat the Cardinals and I like the Cardinals yeah because I here's the other thing I know every time Aaron Rodgers has gone to Arizona Green Bay's finished with like half the stadium being Packer fans (laughs) Channing let's go let's go pack you know go pack go and look Arizona they've been really good I'm not taking credit away from them this doesn't mean they can't beat Green Bay in the playoffs but I think right now at some point, they've got to lose a game. They're not going undefeated. If this Arizona Cardinal team goes undefeated, I'm doing the show naked, all right? So that ain't happening. <laughs> and I think Arizona's going to fall, and eventually they, you got to think that they're going to lose to a good team. Green Bay's playing very good football right now. I guess in that case, go, Pat, go. Hey, one word answer. Uh, the over-under, the point total is at 53. You like the over or the under? Because I think defense could be a premium. I'm going under here. I'm going to take the over. I think these offenses are both so, so good, so skilled, high level at all the positions, man. I I think they're going to hit the over this one. Coming up, we play the game sweeping the D-Gen Nation called Guess.
When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some bets from Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL. Thomas here with Brandon Sprague and super producer Zach Kroll. We're about to bring him in for the game that's sweeping the D-Gen nation. Guess the line where Sprager and I go head-to-head and try to guess the next week's lines in the biggest games in the NFL and college football. Sprager, I feel like you've won the last few weeks. It's time for me to ball out. I need a win here. (laughs) So let's bring in super producer Zach Kroll. Zach, he knows the games. He has not told Brandon and I the games. So he presents them. You'll give us the lines, and then we have to guess. Right, Zach? That's right, Travis. Happy to be here. And without further ado, let's get right into it with some college football. Guess the line. We are going to head to the Big Ten this Saturday, week number nine in college football, as we have a game between two in-state rivals. Both of them uh, are undefeated. When we look at Michigan heading on the road to Michigan State, guess the line. Michigan at Michigan State in the Big Ten. Travis, I'll throw it over to you to start us off. Uh, All right. It's in, it's in East Lansing, right? I'll take, um, look, Harbaugh's got to be favored here because they've just looked more impressive. But it's not going to be a big line because Sparty's going to get some respect. I'll go, I'll go Michigan minus, I'll go Michigan minus three on the road uh, in East Lansing against Sparty. Uh, I will take Michigan State minus two and a half. I, I think Michigan State's going to get the respect because they're the home team. Look, I, I know the ranking is in Michigan's favor here, but it's not like Michigan State's that far behind. Uh, and Michigan State's a tough team. I think they're going to be favored by two and a half. No way. So Travis actually takes this one. Damn. Michigan is minus two over Michigan State. So he was only one point off Michigan minus two as Travis Give gets party all day, baby. Oh really? Because I'm I'm laying the points with Michigan. I got to tell you something, Sprager and yeah. Zach. You could you could tell me this. You know, I would probably take Michigan to win the game and the under. There might be a little parlay action here, depending where that point total is. I think this is going to be a smash mouth game, Sprague, I've watched both of these teams this season, and neither one of them can throw the football to save their ass. So I think you're going to run the ball have really good defense. It's going to be a slobber knocker, kind of throwback Big Ten style of game. Uh, Do you have a point total on that, Zach? I do. Right now, the total is listed at uh, 51 and a half. Oh, that's an under all day, Sprague. I'll take take the under in this game, too. I think it's going to be a lot of running, a lot of run stuffing. Um, But, yeah, I I think Michigan State's going to get them. I do. Really? All All right. All right. Give us another one, Zach. Moving on to the next game in the Big Ten. This is another big one. Penn State coming off their second loss of the season in one of the craziest oh. college football games I've ever watched. They're going on the road to Columbus, Ohio, taking on one of the most hottest teams in college football, Ohio State. So, Sprago, throw it over to you to start us off. Yeah. Penn State at Ohio State, what do we think? So, fun fact, that Illinois-Penn State game is the second worst football game played in college football history. Do you guys know the first? Do you know the first? The What's 3-2 Iowa-Penn State game? <laughs> nope. It was the 1983 Civil War football game. Oregon and Oregon State played to a 0-0 tie. It's called the Toilet Bowl. Go look it up. It's amazing. <laughs> um, this is going to be a big line. Penn State is is slightly overrated. Ohio State's hitting a real stride here. I think it's going to be Ohio State minus 15 and a half. Jeez. 
Um, I'll go. I, I think you did this to me last week. I'll go a dollar. So I'll go one under. Give me, <laughs> give me Ohio State minus fourteen. Travis actually takes this one for the second time. Ohio State right now listed at minus 12 and a half. Oh, man, I went too high. I went How would you bet high. it, Sprager? Oh, give me Ohio State all day. Penn State's frauds. Yeah, look. I, they you can't are lose to Illinois at home as a 24-point favorite, bro. Like, what are we doing here? By the way, that was the worst game. I, I mean, you're absolutely right. That game was... Even though it was Correct. so many overtimes, it was just, I was bored out of my mind. I just wanted someone to win the damn game. Like, what are we doing? It was terrible. They're not even overtimes, Travis. They're, play, they're doing two-point conversions, and then that's the end of an overtime. Yeah, it was terrible. I, uh, I, I, I think I like Penn State with that number, though. I don't know if it's going to be right there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it'll be a two-scores game. But I, I could see maybe more of a 10 12 point uh, Ohio State win. I mean, I know they're playing better, Sprague, but let's not act like they're all the way back either. I, I'm not, yeah, not you know, I'm not going to put, yeah, I'm not putting all my eggs in their basket, but, but I, I, maybe I like Penn State with that number, Zach. You got any NFLs for us? We do. Let's go to the NFL for next week. First off, we will start in the AFC North as the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're on a bye this week. They're heading on the road. For a divisional matchup against the Cleveland Browns, who are coming off a big oh. Thursday night football win against the Broncos. Cleveland sitting at four and three, the Steelers at three and three. What do we think the line is for Steelers at Browns? Travis, I'll throw it over to you. At Browns. God. I mean, I guess you have to give the Browns three just for being at home. Some of me wants to say this should be um a really short line, like maybe Cleveland minus one, but I, I don't think that's going to happen because the Steelers aren't quite good enough. I'll go, I'll go Browns at home minus. Let's go two and a half. I'm going to take four. Cleveland what? minus four. Four? Wow, this you can't even make it up as close as it could get. Cleveland minus three. So Travis <laughs> takes this that one again, dude. I, I it, it, you know, you didn't prepare me and tell me that you paid Zach to give you the picks. That we were gonna make for the show. What are Sprague, we doing? I mean, bro, they're the walking wounded. How how could you think four for that team? Have you watched Ben Roethlisberger play football? <laughs> like, can you imagine Miles Garrett running down Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> and look, and look, I, I hear what you're saying, but. They they were they were still able to move the ball and get it going on Denver. Denver had a backdoor last minute touchdown to make that game look more respectable than it was. I I could see Cleveland winning that game by four. Why you got to talk about Fat Ben like that, man? <laughs> I, I didn't say fat. You just added the word fat. <laughs> What's next, Zach? All right, so the last one for Guess the Line, we will go to the Sunday night football game, okay. which it will, will be uh, taking place in prime time. We have the Dallas Cowboys. They're on a bye this week. They're heading on the road to Minnesota, taking on the Vikings also on the bye this week. Spray, I'll throw it over to you to start us off for this one. Cowboys at Vikings. I'm going to get a little wild here. I think it's going to be Dallas minus three on the road. Dallas minus three. Yeah, I guess we just agree on this one because I was thinking Dallas minus three as well. Um, look, I, I'm i going to bet Vikings in this. I think the Vikings went out right. So I'll play the $1 game with you again since you came with three first. I was definitely thinking three. I'll go Dallas minus two, um, Zach. So Sprague 
and Travis are tied with this one in between two Cowboys minus two and a half right no. now. So you guys were right there with uh, the Cowboys and the Vikings. Some good oh. games next week, uh, no doubt. Yeah. Is there anything worse, Travis, than being 0-3-1? and <laughs> I know, right? I Not I will great. ask you, though, how, how will you bet that game? Because, I mean, look, Vikings at home, they're in a spot where – they have been kind of climbing out of a, a hole to start the season uh, that they dug. But I, I feel like they're kind of getting right now. Uh, Dalvin feels like I, I know the Cowboys defense has improved, but Dalvin Cook feels like the kind of back that can really challenge that defense and keep that high scoring um, Cowboys offense on the sideline. I could see the Vikings playing some ball control time of possession style, big day for Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins just manages a game and takes some shots with Jefferson as the game goes on. I like the yeah. Vikings and kind of a low-scoring, ball-control type of game against the Cowboys. I think I would take them as underdogs uh, with the points. How are you betting this one? Well, I wait for this to get to three, or at least I hope it gets to three. Dallas minus three, and then I jump all over the home team that's getting points. Like, you give me Minnesota all day. Dalvin Cook is a bruising back, even though it tends to hurt him a little bit. And defensively, I think Minnesota's starting to come on here. Look, yep. Dallas has played a great game. There is this current streak um, of being undefeated against the spread, so that's something to bear in mind as we go into that matchup. Mm -hmm. But it feels like they're one of those teams that's due, and I feel like Minnesota has the pieces that's going to be able to pull off a game like that against Dak. Um, you know, C.D. Lamb's been amazing. Obviously, Zeke and Tony Pollard have been great. Their offensive line's done a lot of damage. But I just think they're kind of due. It's one of those weird kind of fall into that trap game. If you can get this at three to three and a half, uh, I think you jump on Minnesota all day in that situation. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Zach, can you give me the total in that game too? Because I, I got to tell you, Sprague, you know, as I said, if we both like the Vikings, which we do, and yeah. it sounds like we both agree on the plan of attack uh, in terms of matchup, I mean, I, I think the under could be in play here. If this is a big Dalvin, uh, you know, look, conversely, if they're playing that way, Dallas isn't going to go quick strike because they have a balanced attack on offense. I could see them getting into a run the ball type of game too, and maybe it just turns into a manhood. Uh, let's, you know, see who can impose a will on the other. That could be a steady flow of Zeke and Pollard on the other side. And, and then you're just asking – Who's going to make the big play or the mistake, Dak or Kirk? Yeah. That feels like an under. Zach, what's the total on that game? So right now it's at 51 and a half. Oh, that's Ooh, tight, yeah. though. See, that's going to be think close. To, to me, I feel like that would be a little higher if the over's hitting, or at least they think the over's hitting. I would bet yeah. the under on that one. And I think it gets really close to that number, but I bet the under. And let me ask you this, Travis. If Minnesota does not blow the Arizona game, they're the favorites in this thing, right? Yeah, but, you know, if a if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. So um, This is very true, but I think that's something to bear in mind. They came damn close to beating this Arizona team on the road in Arizona. This yeah. is a good team. They're just a little inconsistent. This is a good team, and you're getting points at home. Well, by the way, that total's a little lower than I was hoping, so I would probably go over. I think it'll be a little bit, of, little bit more points than that. If that number can go up a little higher, I like the under. For now, I like the over. Let me ask you, because you brought them up earlier – you brought up Jamar Chase when we were talking Bengals in the first segment. Now, you said out of your mouth, Sprague, that the yeah. Offensive Rookie of the Year is over. You did the Vince Carter dunk contest. Over. 
And so I'm asking for a friend, myself, Mac Jones, plus 400. Who? Mac Jones, Najee Harris, plus 850. I mean, I'm just saying, Sprague, as I look around at the landscape of Offensive Rookie of the Year futures, can I get any value on Jones or Harris? Because I kind of think it may not be over with Jamar Chase. I mean, you never know in this game. It could be injuries. We're certainly not wishing that on him. But it could be injuries to either him or Burrow. We've seen this offensive line struggle protecting Burrow. He's already been banged up this season. I mean, could I get a little value play with Mac Jones if the Patriots keep winning? If they're a playoff team, he's going to get some love. And then Najee Harris, we just made fun of Fat Ben. Well, I did. And I, I think that offense would run through him. What if the Steelers have success? All I'm asking, Sprague, is are you telling me there's a chance or is it over? Uh, well, let's let's first knock on wood. The last time I talked about somebody winning a, an award, J.K. Dobbins tore his ACL the very next day after we recorded that show. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to knock on wood here because I love to watch Jamar Chase play football, and I don't want to see him um, miss the rest of the year to an injury. He was amazing today. I mean, Baltimore had no answer for him. They doubled him. Um, you know, they tried to confuse Burrow with coverage schemes that didn't matter. Like, Jamar Chase was an absolute monster. Mac Jones could definitely win it. If New England goes to the playoffs – I can see a world where Mac Jones was good enough. I still don't really think Mac Jones has been all that amazing. I think he's just been better than some of the other rookies, so we kind of prop it up a little bit. But there's a world where Mac Jones wins it. There's a world where if injuries play a part, maybe Najee Harris can win it. He's going to get even more touches now that Juju's out. Right. So it's not impossible. I kind of said that tongue-in-cheek, but I, I, I just – I have a Jamar Chase ticket. I'm holding it close to my to my heart because <laughs> this this dude's been amazing. And the narrative going into the year for him was that he couldn't catch the football, and now he might be the best pass, pass catcher in the NFL. I mean, he, he really is that talented to me. And so if he's healthy, I think he's going to put up the stats with Burrow and doing what they're doing in Cincinnati. I, that's, I like him as Offensive Rookie of the Year. Well, listen, bro. I mean, you're going to get another week to feel better about your ticket because – the Steelers are in the dog pound, taking on the Browns. So Najee has to go against a decent Browns defense. Then you get Mac Jones in L.A., taking on the Chargers, going head-to-head -head with Justin Herbert. Good luck with that. And then how about your boy, Jamar Chase? Oh, no problem. Let's just go to East Rutherford and beat the hell out of the Jets. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's going to have another three or four touchdowns against the Jets. Uh, right. that's, that's as sure as I'm sitting here. So you'll get another week of loving it uh, with Jamar Chase bringing that ticket home from you. I mean, look, to be honest with you, Sprague, I just asked a question. I don't believe in it. I think it's over, too. I'm just always constantly looking for value, as you know. In fact, the yep. next two topics that we talk about next segment, we're looking for value plays in this as well because when we come back, Brandon and I argue which is great radio, let's just face it. Brandon and I argue about the World Series and the college football playoffs next on Back to the Futures. You won't want to miss that. Special shout-outs to Zach Kroll for coming in and doing the uh, guest the line game with us. Brandon and I take it the rest of the way out. Travis Thomas, Brandon Sprague, Back to the Futures. Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? You're listening to Back to the Futures from BetQL.
Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. That's right. Back like we never left. Back to the Futures. Travis Thomas, Brandon Sprague, super produced by Zach Kroll. Now, here's what we're going to do, Brandon, okay? I think it's great radio always when you and I argue at the end of the show. I mean, it to me, it almost feels like a natural rite of passage. So I'm going to say some things to you that are triggering on purpose so we can go at it. And then I'll bring Zach Kroll back in at the end to kind of play Judge Judy and tell us uh, who won all these arguments. So I want to start here. Let me set the table for you, my friend. So of it all was the a judges. You want to be Judge Judy, not Judge <laughs> Joe Brown, not Judge Lane. Like, what are we doing? That's the best judge, bro. We're a gambling show. We're about the bottom line, the dollars and cents. She's the most paid, yeah, so she is. she is the benchmark. Now, yeah. we didn't have a ton of upsets in college football. We've already talked about that Penn State debacle, uh, but to me. You know, I thought other than that, I thought that uh, Oklahoma State going into Ames and losing to Iowa State uh, wasn't a shocker, per se, because Iowa State was favored in the game. But it was a pretty big upset in terms of a ranked team going down a top 10 team. Did you bet that game? Because I stayed away from it. I thought seven was too much delay for Iowa State, so I'm glad I didn't. But I did think they would win the game. I didn't, I honestly, I didn't bet it. You know, if you would have asked my opinion on Friday, I probably would have said seven to what you just said. Seems like a bit much for Oklahoma State, who I think is a good team. Uh, but I, I I was too cowardly to, to bet actual money on that game. That ended up being a great football game. And I, I'm i still not sure Oklahoma State didn't get screwed. Like, I, I didn't agree with the, the spot that they gave that dude. I thought he was over the, the line and the ref had a determination before I think he allowed the play to truly finish. Yep. Um, which was unfortunate. We had two top 10 teams go down this weekend, and we had the number two team damn near lose to an academy. So I, for the weekend schedule not looking as interesting going in, it ended yep. up being a pretty decent day of college football. Yeah, now for this week coming up, we've already talked Michigan, Michigan State. We've already talked uh, Penn State, Ohio State, but there is one I want to ask you about before we start arguing here, and it's maybe the last chance for Georgia to lose a game. Uh, the cocktail party, Georgia, Florida. Uh, who do you like in that game? Do you like Georgia uh, to blow out Florida? Or do you like Florida to cover those two touchdowns or even win the game outright? Um, it's hard not not to lean Georgia here. Uh, Florida has been a little up and down. You can't really trust their quarterback play, and I think their defense is it's a little puzzling to me. Like when I watch Florida play. I don't know why, but I have an expectation that their defense is going to be completely lights out, and then oftentimes they're just not. Georgia's right. the real deal, man. Like, Georgia could very well eliminate Alabama from this whole conversation. Their Ooh. defense is stout. They have the best front seven in college football. Um, and and I, if I was to lean anywhere, that line maybe feels like a push at 14. If you could get it at 13 and a half, I, I think I would take Georgia in that situation. All right, every week. We argue about the final four in the playoff. Yeah. Let's argue again this week. Now, okay. as you know, I have Cincy in the playoffs. I am not moving off of this. Mm. If this is the hill that I need to die on, Brandon Sprague, so be it. I know they struggle with Navy. I don't care. I'm going Georgia 
Cincy, Oklahoma, and Ohio State, only because I believe Georgia's going to beat Alabama in the SEC title game. But if they don't, then I'll swap out and I'll go Alabama there instead of Georgia. There will be one SEC team, Brandon Sprague, one. Uh, Georgia, Alabama, that game looming is, I mean, it's so huge to all of this prediction shot of your face. And it says he truly believes Cincinnati deserves to be in the playoffs. <laughs> did you did you watch their game against Navy, who, by I the did. way, is garbage this year? Did you watch that game? I did. Did they look like they could beat Alabama? Did they look like they could beat Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan, Oregon? No. Cincinnati's a cute little story. They have cute. like two games. They're a cute little story. They had two hard games this year. And they caught Notre Dame on a down year. And then they, they played down to Navy. Like, Cincinnati should not be in the playoff. I know they'll continue to win. But I think Alabama controls their destiny. Oklahoma controls their destiny. Ohio State controls their destiny. Michigan and Oregon. There's five teams that right now, if they went out, should finish above Cincinnati. Bro, you said Notre Dame on a down year. They're about to be top ten in the country. Please. You can't just gloss over that win. By the way. There's not another loss on their schedule. And by the way, they play a ranked team coming up in SMU, the second to last game of the year. They're going to beat them, too. They get them at home. Cincinnati's going to be in the playoff, I'm telling you right now. No, All right, here's no, the no, other no, thing. Yeah. Here's the other thing I want to argue with you about. Now, I know you have the double-double here. You're going discount double-check on me. You're going the daily double on me. You have a futures on the Atlanta Braves. To win they the do. World Series, and here's where you're double dipping, and you are a lifelong Braves fan. So you yeah. are betting with your heart and your head here, and I got news for you. Whether you hit the ticket or not, that's beside the point. Here's where I'm going to argue with you. This is the worst World Series matchup for baseball. Baseball needed the Dodgers and the Red Sox. They needed those brands. They Why? needed those ratings. Why? They needed Why? those eyeballs because you would get the casual baseball Why? fan caring about the World Series. No one gives a rat's ass about the cheating Astros and your Cinderella Braves who at any moment could turn back into a pumpkin at midnight because the Astros could beat them down. Now, you look at the odds for this World Series. Houston, minus 140. Braves, plus 125. You already have a ticket. We already know how you're betting it. I ultimately... I think the favorites come out on top. I think the Astros win the World Series, and this is a horrible matchup for baseball, Brandon Sprague. To that, you say what? Um, I think you care way too much about the opinion of a fan who doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> look, is, it, is the Dodgers-Houston a better matchup on paper? I, I won't refute it. You get the L.A. market involved. Obviously, Houston's become the league villain. I, I get all that. I get the narrative, right? The World Series that they cheated in and, and all that stuff happened, right? That being said, let me push back. What we do in sports far too often is we care too much about fringe people who ultimately don't really care all that much. And if they did, they would watch no matter what. Baseball has this thing where they have their audience. They know who it is. And yet they're sitting here looking at the girl across the room who's never looking back at them <laughs> unless she's looking out the window and you think she's looking at you, but she's really looking behind you. Like <laughs> That is what baseball has right now. So – Will the, will the casual baseball sports fan watch this series? Hell, man, I don't know. 
But to that, I would respond with, why do we care? Because if you can only get them with three or four teams, to me, they're not worth your time. Like, get the people and care about the people who care about your product. Houston fan cares about this matchup. Atlanta fan cares about this matchup. There's an iconic brand. These two teams used to be division rivals before the league went bonkers and put Houston in the AL West. Yeah. Like, the pitching and matchup advantage is in Atlanta. Right. The, the hitting lineup advantage is clearly in Houston. Like, this is a really intriguing matchup. Would I lean that Houston is the favorite? No doubt. Um, I bet Atlanta more off my heart than anything else. I bet it before the playoffs started because they had one of the worst odds. But I think this is going to be a good series. I really do. And Atlanta has a pitching matchup, which not every year the pitching matchup wins. But, man, I, I think in most instances you want the pitching matchup. Would you not? Yeah, I would agree. But uh, listen, bro, I got to tell you. I mean, I couldn't disagree with you more on big picture for baseball. Finally in baseball, you have a ton of young, talented players who are showing their personality, and it's okay. It's embraced. I'm thinking of the Tatises and the Sotos of the world. Then, so you have that. So you're, you're getting that younger uh, demographic that everyone covets in every industry. You're getting them interested in the game. You needed a big market team. You needed a Red Sox, or Astro would have worked. But to me, the Braves, the little engine that could, please, you needed the Dodgers. Right now would have been a great time for Red Sox Dodgers for the baseball in terms of bringing in people you say that you don't care about. You better care about it because why do you why? think the NFL's doing so well? Because they care about the casual fan. They no, because we're addicted. The casual fan doesn't care about markets. I mean, Travis, it, it could be Washington versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They're still going to get 50 million people they watching They care about that game. brands. They care about yeah. brands. If the you Braves don't have a brand. That that's you know that's not true. I, I'm not going to have a brand compared to the Dodgers. You're going to tell me the, the Braves in DC to tell me what the Atlanta Braves have or don't have. You know who doesn't have a brand? The Washington Nationals. What kind of name is hey, that? Leave them out of this. Zach, get in here. Tell us who wins these arguments. Tell us the college football. Who wins the argument there? The World Series. Is it good for baseball or not? Who wins the argument there? And then how about these in-show bets we have, Zach? Raiders to win yeah. Raiders to win the AFC West or the Chargers? That's what Sprager thinks, the Chargers. And then the Thursday night game, Zach. Cardinals or Green Bay? Sprague has Green Bay. Take me rapid fire. Who wins all these arguments? You know it's me. <laughs> all right, so a lot to unwind here. I'll start off with uh, the college football argument. I do think that Cincinnati – they are going to need some help if they're going to want to make the playoff. I think they might be one of the four best teams in the playoff uh, in college football, but I do think Alabama might just have to lose to Georgia in the SEC championship game if Cincinnati wants to find a way in. Now, Oklahoma didn't look great yesterday against Kansas, but they found a way to win there. I do think when it comes to the World Series, I like the Astros in it. I think that's going to provide some unique angles. I feel like there are going to be a lot of people who don't like to root for them. But at the same time, you have some of the classic organizations in there, like the Red Sox, like the Dodgers. It will sting a little bit for the MLB not to see that. I'm excited for the Thursday night game. Packers and Cardinals, I lean Arizona, but it should be a, a good one there. And I look forward to seeing how all these uh, bets go down and what the results are. Another great Boy, show. Boy, this, this East Coast, West Coast bull crap needs to stop <laughs> right now, man. Like, you know what? If you guys want to be Biggie and, and Puffy, I'll be Tupac, baby. I will be Tupac gladly over here.
I love it, Spray. Hey, well, I, I think we need to go. I think you guys got a hockey game you got to pay attention to. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, we'll do it again next week. We'll break down all the bets for you. We'll tell you where to put your money, and we'll argue on Back to the Futures. <laughs>I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet, but your kids are going to love it. Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL.